Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to break various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the baseball model during the course of this episode, set to cover six Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Monday, June 5th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description that gets you access to the Discord chat as well and the A-plus play of the day each and every day. We're still hovering around that 10% ROI. Get you all the extra totals, all the extra A-grade plays, all the extra goodies over there on Dub Club. Again, under $1 a day. Sign up link in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. It is not to try to forecast to, to a T, as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view around here, and don't get distracted when the Diamondbacks give up a grand slam with two outs in the ninth inning, and they're one pitch away from winning the game. It's hard to foresee before it happens, uh, but it will balance out in the long run. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see, we'll be profitable every single day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, you know, took one on the chin really on Sunday. If you're with us on Dub Club, uh, had a couple of nice wins and then just had a couple of tough losses that Diamondbacks one really hurt. Um, you know, and that's been the way it's gone as of late, which has been good overall. It's been two to three good days followed by a bad day, and it's been more good than bad. The overall trend is still going up, right? So it's it, it's it's overall good, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, I'm just trying to preach the same thing and practice what I preach, which is just not going to win every single day. Um, but I think we had, you know, a good, uh, you know, three days in a row before that, and the day before that was bad. We had two days in a row before that was good, and the day before that was about three days good before that, that kind of thing. So, it's been mostly up, and that's just what we're going to keep on doing. But every day, unfortunately, isn't going to be a winter Sunday. It was a frustrating day personally, so uh, I just want to get right right onto Monday uh, personally. But before we do, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content this channel provides. Way scale picks a graded money line plays will return four units. It is a risk plus one local four that we risk proportionally more on favorites and dogs. B grades will return three C grades. And got a couple of them here today and I'll talk about why we'll return two units. Just a little bit less on them for various reasons. You know, go into that detail and you'll see the exact wager amounts on the screen in the banners below if you are with us. Uh, we're seeing the video and not just the audio. Uh, but with the picks with the scaling as always, take what you like and leave the rest rained out game from Friday on now Monday. They scheduled a double header on Saturday because they didn't want to play on Monday. And lo and behold, here we are playing on Monday anyway, raising the Red Sox. Uh, I talked about this over on study hall, the extra set of videos. Uh, when I was talking about the Saturday games, I was kind of like, Hey, I don't know what's going to happen Saturday. Cause Friday might get rained out. Sure enough. It did get rained out. So uh, here, here we are playing the makeup game model says this should be raised minus 147. Here's the way I see that. Number one, Brian Bayo gets a 91 grade. The models loved him. Uh, he, he's not bad for sure. He's doing a lot better than last year. 390 ERA advanced metrics, say 363 uh, is what his, uh, that's his XFIP, I guess, uh, on the season. Pretty good pitcher for sure. Young guy. Um, 
I just think that Shane McClanahan's better. Now, here's the thing with McClanahan. Underline metrics say about that same 360-ish mark. But he's outperformed them really well this year. Is he a guy who's going to consistently be able to do it? It's hard to tell this early in his career if he is or not. But that 207 ERA is obviously very shiny. He also has last year being really good. Uh, I've got him as a full standard deviation ahead of Bayo. It's not that I don't like Bayo. I just think the model's always been really high on him. So my personal take on this is that when the model says it should be raised minus 147, maybe it should be a tiny bit higher than that. That the model's kind of been, I don't want to say down on McClanahan. It gives him a really good rating. It's just the model is a little skeptical. McClanahan always been a little high on Bayo. So to me, when I see raise minus 147, I look at that and I say, maybe that's a good number. Maybe it should be in the minus 150s. That's why I'm on the race here at minus 156. I'm locking this in as a C grade right now. I don't think it's a great value play. I think it's worth a, a small investment. And that's why what I've done here with the C grade pick. I'm doing a small investment. If the number gets better, we can make it a bigger investment. I just don't really want to fade this Rays team. Their offense is potentially the best in baseball. It's definitely up there uh, in, in, in the short list of, you know, really – maybe three teams at this point, uh, you know, and McClanahan's just really good. So I just don't want to fade the Rays. And I don't want to put too much money on a pick that I don't think is the greatest number. So the way I'm handling this is putting a little bit here on minus 156. If the number gets better, we'll add more. If not, we'll have a little bit on it. We'll have a little bit of action for the late afternoon game, and we'll save more of our money for later in a day because I just don't want to go chasing after bed. The thing I want to talk about this one is just to remind people, I, I say this a lot, so if you've been with me for a while, you're well aware of this. But with Moneyline picks specifically, if they're not a good pick by itself, it's not a good pick in a parlay. Okay, so what I mean by that is you you don't want to just say, oh, well, that's okay. I'll put the raise in all my Moneyland parlays or something like that, because the risk that you're adding to the parlay is not great compared to the reward that you're getting back. It's a little bit more than the reward or it's about even with the reward. So, I, I, again, I want a little bit on the race. I just don't want a lot on them. So I don't want you to hear, oh, the price is a little bit too high. Oh, that means I'll parlay them. That's not really good mathematical logic. OK, so, again, a lot of you probably already know that. But if not, I want to make sure you hear that if you put them in a parlay, put them in one, make it a small one because it's not the greatest number and you're adding risk because Bayo's a good pitcher. That said, the Rays are favored. They should be favored. I just think it's too high of a price to really get excited about is where I'm at on this one. So I'm putting a little bit of my money on it, but not a ton. Um, otherwise, though, weather in this one should be fairly nice. No rain, it looks like. Wind mostly blowing across, about 60 degrees. Pitcher-friendly weather, hitter-friendly ballpark, uh, hitter-friendly offenses, uh, you know, pitcher-friendly pitchers, good pitchers, I guess we should say, Uh questionable more in the bullpens. I mean, there's just a lot of, this is just going every different direction possible. The model spits out 9.1 as a projected total. Actual total I'm seeing is nine. It's complete stay away from me on the total. I, I don't, I, I think nine's a great number. Uh, I think it's most likely outcome. And I, it's just as likely in my mind to go eight or 10 or seven or 11. I have no idea between these numbers. So I think the total's pretty well priced uh, on this one. Last thing I want to note is that the Red Sox are very left-handed heavy. And that bodes well for McClanahan being a left-handed pitcher. It's another reason why I like the race. It's just too high of a price to get that excited about. If it comes down, we'll add a little bit more. If not, got a little bit on it. That way we've had some fun, but it's not our biggest investment of the day. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Tigers. The Phillies is going to go under 9. Laying some juice on this one. But model says 8.4. I love the push protection on 9. Joey Wentz and Aaron Nola. Joey Wentz. Not as bad as that 728 uh, ERA. The advanced metrics say probably more like the upper fours is where it should be. Uh, that's still really bad. The benefit 
for him and this Tigers team is that the bullpen's been pretty decent behind them. The Tigers been playing in low scoring games. This Phillies offense is below average at this point, according to the model based off who's out on the field right now. Aaron Nola, gosh, a guy I have him in dine in our my our dynasty baseball league. You know, he's been a massive disappointment. He's getting a lot of strikeouts, but four seven ERA and the advanced metrics say he hasn't been that good. His rating number is going up, and that's not good because higher means you're giving up more runs. Right, hundred is, is average, and the lower you go, the better. Right, it's going the wrong direction. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned about that. But hey, look, if you're going to get it right, you're going to get it right at home. Why is it better to be at home? Number one, when you go out there in that first inning, your toughest inning, with regards to the fact that you're guaranteed to face the best hitters from the other team. Uh, you have your right warm-up time. You know exactly your routines to get out there. That helps home pitchers. The other thing, the backdrop that you're using, the mound that you're on, everything's a little bit better. Home pitchers always pitch a little bit better than road pitchers every single time. It's never, uh, not every single game, uh, every single pitcher on to, in the totality of, of their career. That's That's been proven out true, right? Um, if you're going to get it right, this Tigers offense isn't that dangerous, right? And this is the time to get it right. So, Hopefully he can and keep it down. To me, though, the Tigers just keep playing these low-scoring games. I'm not really sure if the Tigers aren't going to score or if they can hold the Phillies down. I kind of think one of them is pretty likely, though. If both happen, this is going to be a 3-2 to two game, and we're going to cruise to a win. If not, it's going to be a 5-2 to two game, and we still should get a win. right? The only way this doesn't happen is if Nola continues to struggle, the Tigers' offense hits, which it usually doesn't. And on top of that, while Wentz isn't that good, uh, this Phillies' offense is going, which it hasn't either. So there's just a lot of ways that this can – a lot of things have to happen for this to go wrong. So I think it's a pretty smart pick here under nine, laying a little bit of juice to get that push protection on the nine. Otherwise, it will be mid-70s to start, upper 60s to close. Wind's blowing kind of in, kind of across. So that's something to keep an eye on with the weather in the morning, uh, see what it's looking like as the game gets closer. Uh, that could really affect the projected total if that shifts to in. It's going to drop it maybe close to half a run, given that we're talking about near 10-mile-an-hour consistent winds and gusts up to 15. Uh, if it shifts to a cross, that might bump that total up a little bit because now the wind's not going to be a factor with regards to the expected number of runs. So the wind is something to keep an eye on. But either way, I like under nine. The wind is just going to make it go from an okay play to a great play. Uh, so we're somewhere in that ballpark, depending on exactly what the wind is looking like. With regards to the side model, says Phillies minus 221. It would be a B-grade pick on the Phillies at minus 215 right now. Uh, sure, I don't know. I flip a coin on this one. Like, Is Phillies minus 215 an okay play? Absolutely. Is it the biggest value and most exciting play in the world given how much Nola struggled this year? Not a chance. Uh, this Tigers team's kind of played over their heads. They're playing pretty well. I just don't want to lay that big of a number personally. It's not the worst pick. You know, if you had to make it, um, there are worse favorites you can back, in my opinion, on this Monday. I don't know. If you're seeing minus low 200s, it's probably not a bad pick. Model wants a, a one, basically, to start that number for the Phillies for an A grade. If it gets to a one, I'm playing it because the Phillies are a better team and they're at home. But I'm just hesitant to lay too much. So this is one where I may add a little bit on the Phillies. Here, you know, later on, the number's probably going to get higher. It's probably just going to be a pass for me personally. It just depends on what the number does. I'm just, I, I'm not going to play the Tigers unless we get to about plus 250, uh, but I'm not really dying to play the Phillies here at minus 215. It's an okay play. Uh, if you're bored and you have nothing and you just want to, it's not a bad play. It's just, it's a steep price. So it's just not something that really excites me. If I'm playing a minus 215, 
I want it to be a situation where the team is supposed to win 71, 72% of the time, not, you know, in the uh, 68.9% that the model says right now. It's just not quite as exciting enough for me back at the Phillies. But I do think the under is a smart play. The other thing to consider on this one, if you're playing the under like I am, you're kind of showing your belief a little bit in Aaron Nola, your belief that this Tigers offense isn't going to score a lot, that he's going to get it on track, some combination of that. And then if you're backing the Phillies with a minor edge, you're kind of backing on the same thing. So you're kind of banking on the same thing. So we just don't want to get in a situation where we make two bets and all of a sudden we double lose because one thing went wrong. And so if Nola gets blown up, that could really hurt both of those wagers. So for me, it's also a little bit of, I'm already kind of thinking Nola's going to do okay. This is the right spot against the Tigers at home. And so that makes it where I'm just not dying to, to play the Phillies. If you're off the under, that makes the Phillies a little bit more palatable. If you don't like any of those numbers and under nine is gone, you're only looking at eight and a half. The way I would look at this is the Tigers team total under would be the other way to play it. 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern. A's at the Pirates. Uh, it worked for us last week. Let's try another Monday with the A's. Plus 170 B grade. Now, I'm not playing this personally at plus 170. I'm locking this in as the official pick here because uh, that's what the number is now. But just personally, I'm holding off a little bit. I think this number is going to get higher. This A's team is terrible. We all know it. Uh, you know, they lost all three games in Miami on the run line, which is impressive to do, you know, lose all three of those. I think the Pirates, especially after a good series against the Cardinals, I think they're going to take money. And so my hunch is this number is going to get bigger. So I'm not running to play it. I'm just going to wait it out and see what kind of number we can get. Model says plus 175 is an A grade. So plus 170 is a B. Let's just let that number keep getting higher and higher. But at some point, I think the A's make a lot of sense. Why do they make sense? It goes back to what I'm saying. There's two pitchers that I would back the A's with, Blackburn and Sears. Blackburn pitched Sunday, pitched pretty well until the – Marlins, I think he had a grand slam themselves. I was only kind of half paying attention to that one. Uh, but the Marlins were down like 5-1, and then uh, the A's kind of came unraveled. Blackburn's a pretty solid pitcher, and he's the guy who got us to win last Monday against the Braves. I don't mind backing him. I don't really want to fade him quite as much. J.P. Sears is the other one. It's not that Sears is good. It's just he's respectable. He's average. He's decent. The rest of the A's pitchers are mostly terrible. Those are the guys that I want to fade because they're not good. They're going to get hit around, and then you're going to have too many bullpen innings, and there's so many bad relievers in that pen. Something's going to go wrong. So I'm very happy to fade the A's. I'm very happy to fade them on the run line. Very happy to fade them however way, which way you want on the other three of the five days. But when it's Blackburn and Sears, it's a little bit of a different story. Sears can go long enough to make the game shorter and that the A's can then only throw their better bullpen pitchers they know this is one of their better chances to win against a weaker pitcher in Oviedo and they know it's one of their better chances to win given the rest of their starters are even worse so this is the night you're gonna throw your better relievers if it's a tight game I'm not sure if the A's win but I think it's worth a shot just like it was last week maybe you play it on the run line if you're a little bit more uh, of a conservative player I'm just gonna take them out right on the money line hopefully this number gets up into the plus 180s I don't see why it wouldn't because I just think people are going to be all over this Pirates team without thinking about the fact that Ian Sears is competent. Both these starting pitchers, slightly below average. Neither one of them is great. Obviously, the Pirates' bullpen is a lot better simply because you're comparing it to the A's. But offensively, I think these two teams are pretty average. This Pirates' offense, not bad, just not as good as they were at the beginning of the season when they are fully healthy. This A's offense, the A's offense hasn't been the problem. It's been inconsistent up and down, but it's not bad. I mean, when I look at this, I see two very evenly matched teams and match starters, bullpens aside. And that's where I'm like, hey, plus 170, plus 180, whatever it might get up to. That's just, it's good value long-term. So I'm going to try it out, see if it works for us. If not, again, 
we're making smart long-term plays here. The A's don't have to win 60% of these for this to, to work out. As long as they're winning 40% of the time, it'll be a good investment. Model thinks they can win this about 39% of the time and says the correct price should be 158. Total in this game is eight and a half. Model projects 9.8. Mid 70s to start, mid 60s to close. Winds blowing out at five to 10 miles an hour. I'm not playing the over. Maybe I will regret that. The model says play the over. Uh, I'm going to tell you right here and right now why I'm not playing the over. It's because of what I said previously. Sears is decent enough. The A's, in theory, you want to go for the win here. You don't want to hold your better relievers back. If it's three to two, if you're down three to two in the seventh, you want to throw your better relievers. The model's projecting this total knowing that there's a chance that the weaker relievers get in there. And there is, obviously. To me, this game sets up to be very all or nothing on the total. I think it's going to be three too late. It's going to be a tight game. We're going to be in it. We got a chance to win. Basically a mirror image of last Monday when we got the huge upset win against the Braves with, with the A's, right? Or if the Pirates get some runs, I mean, you know, you pitch, Sears is, is not great, right? But if he pitches six innings and gives up seven base runners, if he gives up one base runner an inning and one inning gives up two base runners, he's going to give up one run at most in those six innings. But what if he goes, you know, nine up, nine down, and then gives up six of those runners in one inning? Now that's a five spot, right? And that's just the way that you just never know how it's going to play out. If it happens in that latter situation and it's five to one in the sixth inning, it could easily get ugly and we might have 14 runs in this game. So I'm just not playing the total over because I'm just not as comfortable doing it because I know the models looking at those bad relievers and, and projecting some of them potentially getting in this game. And I think this is the least likely chance that that happens. So models says play over. I'm not doing it. Um, I'll be happy to play over in the other game. So, because I just think there's a much higher chance that, we end up with more age relievers involved and more age relievers involved means more likely that runs happen and we go over. So over is not a bad play with the A's. I just, I'm just not excited to do it here. Model would say do it. I'm sticking to taking a chance and seeing if the A's can pull it off for us. They probably won't because they're terrible, but Hey, they do win occasionally. And maybe then this is sets up to be one of the chances that they'll have to win, uh, which is sad to say, because they just don't have very many of them. <laughs> 7 10 p.m. Eastern, Brewers at the Reds. Uh, gonna go over on this one, been over on this all series. Uh, same thing here. Every game this series is either flown over or not gone over with like a billion runners left on base, or it's been an incredible pitching performance. Uh, you know, it's been one of those one, one team's done it, the other team's had a great pitching performance, or both teams have left guys on base, or it's flown over, right? That's kind of been the way this series has gone, but there's been runners and chances galore. Uh, I think the same thing here. It doesn't mean they'll go over. Uh, but I think the opportunity is there for it too. And we just got to hope that those base runners turn into runs and on average they tend to, but you just never know how nine innings is going to play out. So no locks and gambling, right? I, you know, I say that a lot and uh, you know, it's a good reminder of that when you end up with like 20 some odd guys left on base and the game that this is going over by, you know, by a run, but sometimes it happens. I, I'm, I'm interested. We're going to get those guys in eventually here. Uh, hitter friendly ballpark. It's going to start off at 80 degrees. It'll still be mo 70 degrees for most of the game. Even at the end of the game, upper sixties, wind will be blowing out to start. So early on, 
if you're if you're looking at first five, first five over would be the way I'd be looking at this. Why is that? Because it's going to be warmer when we blow it out. It's going to shift more across as the game goes along. So if you're a first five player, over first five makes a lot of sense. Over for the game makes a lot of sense because it might be a tight contest that gives you extra innings and more chances for a free run. So reasons to like both the first five and the full game over. Pitching-wise, it'll be Julio Tehran and Andrew Abbott. Andrew Abbott, a prospect coming up for the Reds. Motto likes him. Gives him a 103 grade without having seen him throw a single pitch in the majors. His minor league stuff is promising. and I think he might be a decent little lefty here for the for the Reds uh, to go along with a couple of the other good young pitchers. Um, it's just it's going to be hard for anybody to keep the ball in that ballpark because once it gets warmer, it's hard for anybody to keep the ball in the ballpark. It's that simple. So it doesn't matter how good you are. Um, I, I think he's going to get hit around a little bit, but you know I think he's got a chance to keep the Reds in this game. And I think he's the much better pitcher than Julio Tehran, who while does have a .82 ERA in his 11 innings and two starts so far this season, the underlying metrics suggest it's not anywhere near that pretty when you look under the hood uh he's been getting really lucky he's been limiting some of the hard contact he's been getting given up one runner an inning and then getting out of it two runners an inning getting out of it that sort of stuff that doesn't bode well to continue because at some point you're going to do exactly what i talked about in the previous game and you're going to end up with five of those base runners six of those base runners happening in one inning and it's gonna be a, a big ugly crooked number so i don't have a lot of faith in tehran that's another reason why the over makes a lot of sense. Model projects 11 and a half on this one. So over nine and a half, uh, over, over 10, e- either one that you're looking at there, uh, doesn't really matter. You should be getting, uh, you should be comfortable going over either. I think we're going to get a lot of runs kind of whichever, uh, whichever way we go on it. Uh, with regards to the side model says reds minus one Oh nine. Basically this is a coin toss game. According to the model model says that the brewers offense is a little bit better that the, uh, brewers bullpens a little bit better. And that offsets the fact that the model just doesn't like Julio Tehran games in Cincinnati is kind of the reason why the Reds should be favored. According to the model, the reds are favored. I don't think there's great value in either side right now. Uh, so right now we're just kind of squarely in that dead zone. But again, if we are looking to make a play on this one, I will update our dub clubbers in the morning. If the number has shifted into a, into a place where it makes it, uh, uh, where we have a, we have a good pick on it right now. I don't think there's a good play on the side. So I'm just looking at the over and then I'm just going to watch the line movement and see if we get, uh, if, if one of the other becomes a worthwhile investment. Eight FIP Eastern Cardinals with the Rangers. I'm going to take the Rangers at minus 123. C grade pick here, basically risking one to, to a little over one to win a little under one. Model says it should be Rangers minus 121. Why am I locking this as a C pick? Because I think the Rangers are the side you want to be on here. I have more faith in Martin Perez than I do Adam Wainwright. I have no faith in Wainwright whatsoever. And so I'm comfortable playing the Rangers, but it's kind of a similar story what I talked about on the Rays, where C plus grade, we're almost to positive expected value according to the model, if you want to be precise. But, but here's the thing to remember, no model and mine included, no one's model can be so precise that it can decipher the difference between a team winning 54.7% of the time and 55.1% of the time. And that's a, that would be the difference between making this a positive expected value play or not. No models that precise, no models precise enough to be correct within one or two percentage points. Generally three is about as close as we can get. So with that said, I, I think the, the, the Rangers are the smart play here and, and any bit of rounding error whatsoever, the model would agree with that. It just falls just outside of that and that's where i say i'm comfortable playing the rangers here if the number gets better let's put a little bit more on it but in the low minus 120s 
I will, I'm happy to back this Rangers team who's been very good to us, who has a really good offense at this point, uh, just tearing the cover off the ball left and right, it seems like. And it's not just this last weekend. They've been a good team all season offensively. Cardinals offense is good, but I think right now I don't think it can stack up to the Rangers offense. On top of that, um, like I said, I just don't trust Adam Wainwright. The area that of concern is the Rangers bullpen. If you want to play first five Rangers, you can. Uh, that's never a bad way to avoid their bullpen. Uh, but other than the bullpen, this has Rangers written all over it. So that's kind of the reason why you don't want to pay too big of a price. Uh, so like I said, maybe you dabble in the first five market. I'm going to stick the full game because first five just never been a, a big thing for me personally. But that might be a way you want to look. Um, weather-wise, it'll be a warm day in Arlington, so we're going to close the roof. Model projects 9.6 runs, actual total 9.5. I think it's a well-priced total. If it was 9, I'd be happy to go over with these offenses, Rangers bullpen, and two average to below average pitchers uh, at this point. But uh, at 9.5, it's it's I would go over if forced, but I'm not putting my own money on over nine and a half. Uh, I'm just going to hold off, wait for a nine. If not, that's okay. I still think the Rangers are a smart investment. Just kind of the number determines exactly how much we want on it. In the low 120s, uh, we're risking a little over a unit. If it drops in the one teens, now we're talking about risking a unit and a half towards two units, depending on how what kind of good number you can get. And then wrapping us up, 9, 10 p.m. Eastern, Cubs at the Padres, another under- uh, in San Diego, lathering, rinsing, and repeating on that one as the sports books just continue to not catch up to the fact that it's hard to hit the ball out of the park in that ballpark, and that's where you get, you know, a third of the runs or whatever. I don't know the exact number it is in baseball games. Um, and the Cubs came through for us with a huge win. Uh, a great pick on Sunday. That was a nice one with Marcus Stroman uh, looking good and Ryan Weathers being terrible, uh, which is always fun. I- I'm not on the under here. Uh, should you be on the under out of principle? Eh, maybe. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy to say it's been working. Why change it up now? So if you want to have the under, you have my full blessing to go under eight and a half. Models is 8.3. Winds will be blowing out, and we don't typically see that in San Diego. We typically see wind blowing across in that ballpark. It is going to be a, a cooler temperature. It is going to be hard to get the ball out. But that wind blowing out, and it's going to be around 10 miles an hour for the whole game that's going to create a little bit of a different atmosphere. If it wasn't for that wind blowing out, I would be on the under. And that's the thing too. I was talking about with the weather forecast. I, I record the show the day before. Sometimes I get the weather, depending on what time I'm recording the afternoon before. Uh, we'll see in the morning. Again, our dub clubbers will get an update every morning of the updated weather, the updated situation, the updated projections, everything, right? If the weather looks different as we get closer to this game, I could really get behind this under. But right now, I'm it's kind of more of a sure. I don't think it's crazy to play it. It's been working well, and the ball is still going to have a hard time carrying there because of San Diego on the coast in June. But that wind blowing out just makes it where I'm kind of wishy-washy on doing it. So I'm holding off on the total, at least for now. Instead, I'm going to back the Cubs up plus 154. It's a B-grade pick. Model says it should be 143. If it gets up to plus 159, that's an A-grade. So we're a nickel away from an A-grade here. So this is a B-plus value pick. Kyle Hendricks and Blake Snell. Why are the Cubs a good investment? Simply because they hit lefties really well. We talked about the Reds hitting lefties. The Cubs are in the same boat. They are extremely right-handed heavy, and their offense gets a 12-point boost, according to my model. On 15s, a standard deviation. It's almost a full standard deviation better going to a left-handed pitcher. And that's the reason the Cubs got a chance in this game. Otherwise, Snell's the better pitcher here, and it's not that Snell's great. 450 ER in the season, and that's about what he's been. 
here. He projects a tiny bit better. It, it, it's 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 not about that Snell's great. It's about Kyle Hendricks. While he does have that 386 ERA in his two starts, the events metrics say his ERA should be more in the mid fives. And so I think Snell's the much better pitcher. But again, Cubs against a lefty. I think that offense is kind of dangerous. You saw it on Sunday. Part of that was Ryan Weathers is terrible, right? But, you know, part of it is the Cubs are really right-handed heavy, and that's going to bode well here in this game. So that's why I think the Cubs have a chance. They also have a better bullpen. Padres' bullpen has been really a tale of two seasons, really terrible at the start of the season, as of late actually doing better. I think the truth is somewhere in between. Questionable, really good at the back end, and why are you a contender and you don't have better bullpen depth, Padres and Rangers, both of you, I'm confused, right? That's still the same thing, right? Their bullpen still isn't great. Uh, but, it, you know, it's it's not maybe as bad as it was early on, but I don't think it's as good as it's been as of late either. So I think the Cubs bullpen still kind of can go toe-to-toe with them. I'm just hoping that the Cubs offense against a lefty can at least kind of neutralize this and this make it more of a coin-tossy type game. Padres should be favored because they're at home, but they shouldn't be favored by this price. Some of the Cubs here, B grade. If it goes up a nickel, that would be an A grade. And like I said, I'm looking at the under. I'm just keeping an eye on the wind. That's just my only hesitation. But like I said, otherwise, these unders in San Diego have been good to us. So if you want to fire away, fire away. And that's all the games here. A-plus play of the day, not cover on this show. If you want it, if you're not there, Dub Club is the place to be. Sign-up links in that show description under $1 a day. Otherwise, though, thanks for tuning in this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>